You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. Welcome to another episode of Lightworkers Lounge. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's your host, it's your friend, Stephanie Powers. And today's going to be a freestyle solo episode. I've been, over the years, as I'm sure my OG listeners have noticed, I've really been shifting where I'm putting my attention, my energy, my focus. It's not so much twin flames, synchronicities, and repeating numbers anymore, even though those things are still very paramount in my life. It's more humanitarian and what's going on in front of me. Call this healing some wounds that were causing me to focus on that period of twin flames and karmic partners and soulmates, whatever. Or just call it growing up and becoming more involved with society and instead of looking at the trees, looking at the forest. And something that I've noticed is that We have such a cultural obsession with self-improvement and personal development. It's cool. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's, It's very interesting. I take it a step further and I wonder how on earth our parents and grandparents survived without personal development tools at their fingertips. The point. I laugh at the vision. Here's my Sagittarius coming up, but we can literally be taking a shit and learning how to better communicate with our friends and partners. And, you know, we sit on the toilet and scroll. We we literally can. Like, that's such a luxury. I almost want to say there's no excuse for anybody acting like an asshole right now because you've got knowledge at your fingertips at all times of day. We wake up to education. We go to sleep reading self-improvement things. Now, again, of course, this is just people who are into that kind of thing. Other than that, you can use this tool to be a metaphorical cigarette to plug how you really feel and just watch TikToks of people's dogs dressed up in costumes and laugh. And I often look at the forest of social media and think, how the hell is this good for us? We, no matter who you follow, there's always the suggested post and friends sending you things like you can't escape it. But you look at a news feed on anybody's social media and you see, Boom, there's a video your friend just gave birth. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Congratulations. It's so cute. Happy. And then boom, your next friend is experiencing the death of a loved one. And you think, oh my gosh, that person died. Wow, no way. Gosh, that's got to be so hard on them. And then the next post is a funny pug dressed up in a video. (laughs) Trust me, that's all I follow are pug accounts. But then the next one is a pug that's being tortured and abused and they need help and a donation. And so the the swing of emotions that our neurons and our brain goes through just off searching on a news feed is just mind-blowing to me. And I often wonder, how is this? <laughs> this can't be good. This cannot be good. Um, I've really set boundaries, both intentionally and unintentionally, since I moved here to Indiana and just found my roots, found my grounding. It's so nice 
even if I don't see them every day, but it's just so a luxury to know that my family is right across the street, right down the road. Wow, I don't know how I was just a free bird without this beautiful connection. You know, you always say, like, I'm one call away, I'm one text, FaceTime away. Totally new energy when you're one drive away and I can go be with you in person. But I wanted to record this freestyle solo episode about what it's like to choose the road less traveled, along with all the personal development and self-help knowledge that we are so lucky to have at our fingertips for free, for free. It's forcing all of us almost to choose to sign up and go to this self-development war to uplift humanity and start a new generation of more forward-thinking, open-minded people, it's tough. It's hard because we are coming from long, long lines and lineages of racism, sexism, closed-minded, black and white, like do things as you're told. And now we have free reign. We can choose what gender we want to be. We can choose who we have a sexual preference towards. And not only that, but we can change our mind and then choose something different. And it's just bizarre. It's beautiful. It's cool to see, but it's also kind of scary because every adult is just a human in a big older body. Right. And so when you give a child free reign to eat whatever they want for breakfast, they're naturally going to gravitate towards the temptations, the sugary cereals. Well, here, honey, how about a boiled egg? Ugh, no, I can choose this. And if you tell me I can't choose this, then you're racist, mom. <laughs> ah, no. Right. And then we have a whole culture of people who have their opinions and their gut feelings and their intuition about some things that go against what's become popular in the media and culture. And they're like, oh my gosh, you'll be nailed to a cross if I share how I really feel. And I don't want to be racist. I'm not racist. I don't want to be called a bigot. That's not me. I genuinely care about people and the well-being of animals and nature. I don't want that label on me because that's scary. And from a basic human standpoint, being accepted into a tribe, into a community is a survival tactic. We do not want to be shunned or pushed away from the tribe. So choosing the path less traveled, which is what we are all intuitively, you know, bringing spirituality back into this. It's, I've heard stories about us being called the rainbow generation. The, the people who finally bridge heaven to earth and really change things. But with great change and disrupting the norm comes chaos. There will always be pushback. This is just the laws of the universe, yin and yang, right? We cannot exist in light without knowing what dark is. We don't know how good joy feels unless we've experienced pain. And so I wanted to record this to just talk about choosing the road less traveled and kind of as a virtual hug for anybody who is knee deep in the forest of choosing change, going against generations and generations of family patterns and psychological beliefs, right? 
This episode is for the people who feel so lonely in their choices, who deep inside know that it's what needs to be done, but get tomatoes thrown at them and get told you're selfish, you're crazy. Why do you do that? Why do you think that? What makes you think moving to that place and getting a job like that is going to provide you stability and happiness? You know, I did a poll on my personal Instagram and I asked you guys, what is your definition of success? And the number one thing people said was happiness, to just be happy. And so I was like, okay, well, let's take it further. What is happiness? The number one, the second most common thing that people said was freedom, freedom to spend my time where I want. A lot of people said, I don't want to be rushed. I don't want to be forced to go here, go there, go there to the point where I get to, holy shit, it's five o'clock and I got to start dinner and I got to just stretch thin with how many things they have to do and they have no freedom to say, today I'm feeling a little sluggish mentally. I think I'm just going to get some alone time and read a book. Well, at least in American culture, it's like, I don't think so. You got bills to pay, kids to feed, roof to keep up with. Like People just wanted that freedom. They, and what it tells me is we want a slower pace of life. But our life is so chaotic and intricate. And then aside from the current cultural climate, where even if we did have a life where we could slow down and choose when we want to work and not have to live on such a survival mindset, we still have generational patterns. You know, um, something I've been diving deep in therapy is relationships, friendships, romantic partnerships. My therapist and I, we've come to the conclusion that I have never had anyone in my life who was a proponent of, you know, I've had some great, I do have, and I have had some wonderful people in my life who have listened to so many of my relationship troubles let me vent, which was such a beautiful connection. But I've never had anyone in my life who has been to the place that I'm trying to get to. I don't have a father. I don't have grandparents that were together. I don't have a mother who is in a happy relationship. I don't, I don't have any of it. And so I want a happy, long-term committed partnership. But where uh, I'm just throwing darts in the dark. I have no guidance. I have no examples. I have no one to ask, no one to hold up the map of, hey, here's my paper map. I'm trying to get to this point, which is a healthy, balanced relationship. Well, nobody around me has ever been to that mountain. No one's ever experienced it. They've only been to the opposite. And so they look at me and go, good luck with that. (laughs) That's one hell of a climb. You don't look like you got the right shoes on. I don't think you packed enough food. Do you know how cold it gets up there? What what are you going to do for heat? And so when you hear things like that, right before you look up to the top of that mountain and think, shit, I do got to scale that with these shoes and no coat and this much food. I don't think that'll last me. I'm never going to make it. Yeah. Maybe I should stay down here because these shoes will be all right down here. I have enough food and my family will help me with food here. And so you stay. But then you live a life always wandering, walking by to and from work. You get into a relationship and you just look at that peak and you're like, well, what if? 
what if these shoes did last me? And what if the ground up there is actually pretty soft that you don't even need shoes? What if, what if, what if? And then that whisper turns into a roar. And then it eats you alive to where you can't get your mind and your attention off of the peak of that other mountain that's right there. It's there for you. The trail, the gate's open. You can go. You just have to have the courage. You just have to have the belief to know that it's going to be difficult. You're going to be in a foreign land. There may be people to ask for help, but you don't speak the same language. So you have to figure out another way of communicating to get the message to learn how to get to the top. And while that takes a little more effort and a lot more patience than staying where it's safe and comfortable and normal, the journey to get to that peak will create so much self-confidence, so much self-discipline that bleeds into every area, every other area of your life, that that one accomplishment is actually accomplishing 12 different peaks. And it's arming you with the tools to then help everybody else from your village, from that level. Do you guys see the analogy I'm using here? Did I lose you yet or do you get it? You follow me? We come from a specific family who tells us this is safe, that is safe, do things this way, and this is not painting those people in a negative light. They are only doing what they know from what they were seen, they've seen and witnessed and what they were taught, right? This is no fingers are pointed. It is nobody's fault. It's just a matter of bringing awareness to it so that you can do this huge, you know, every generation wants to do better than the other, right? Every generation wants to improve. That is an inherent need, as inherent as needing to feel belonging to a community or a tribe. It is inherent that when we are born, we want as parents what's best for our children. We want them to have better than we did. And then that generation grows up and says, whew, I got to do better than my parents because they really messed up here. They really dropped the ball there. It is just inherent in us as human beings. But we can get lost when we tell our children and the younger generation, hey, don't even attempt it, okay? Don't even try because it's going to hurt. You know, we start projecting. Don't even give it a try. You're going to fall. You're going to die. Ooh, you're going to be alone and have nobody. You know, we're robbing them of the chance to do that. And a lot of parents and generations of families are doing that. And then we've got the cultural standpoint that's like, well, don't share how you feel because you'll get canceled and called every awful name under the umbrella. <laughs> and we don't want that because then we feel shunned from our entire community on social media. Ouch, that hurts even more than my own immediate family sometimes. And so then we just feel stifled. We just feel stifled. And we don't go after what our heart wants. And we don't go after what our heart wants. We live a life cold. And then we become the person that tells the next young set of eyes, hey, don't bother going up that mountain. You'll get hurt. It's not worth it. And we just keep the chain going. And it has to break somewhere. So to the people who are not taking no for an answer, to the people who are okay, I mean, You'll never be okay with it. But to the people who accept that their family may shun them, may call them names, may tell them they're crazy, may not understand it and think they're nuts and the black sheep of the family, but they still continue on their journey down the road less traveled, this episode is for you. This episode is to say, I see you. I get it. I understand it. And what you're doing is so important. 
whether you have children or not, whether you want to or not, what you are doing is so important. And even when you have haters and you have people doubting you and saying, you're crazy, you're ruining your life, you're being reckless, and it hurts like daggers to your heart because you're like, well, it felt good. It felt right. It is right. And you don't have to see the results of why it was right immediately because you will see it in hindsight. And as a person who, have, who was born into choosing the road less traveled, I can tell you with 100% certainty that even the people who are telling you, I just don't agree with what you're doing, I just don't think what you're doing is appropriate, those people are watching, they're learning, they're scared of what you're doing, but they want to do it. And the more you just say, all right, understand it, well, I'm showing up because this is my path and my journey. They're gonna, you may notice that they start to do the same, that they start to make decisions that reflect what they've been witnessing you doing. Trust on that. But it's hard because somebody has to sit and take all the tomatoes, throw them at me. Come on, let's do it. Throw them. Let's see it. How am I reckless today? What's wrong with my decisions today? Oh, I'm crazy, right? I'm a hippie. I'm <laughs> whatever. Oh, I've heard so many things, both personally, but from friends and clients alike of family and friends just thinking they are nuts. When you choose the road less traveled, you'll second guess yourself daily. When you choose the road less traveled, you'll feel so isolated and alone and you'll think you made a mistake. When you choose the road less traveled, you eventually reach a place that no one in your immediate surroundings has ever seen. When you choose the road less traveled, you pave a new trail for new beginnings for seven generations before you and seven generations that will come. The fruits of your labor will be seen for generations and generations and your name and energy will go down long after you're gone and even realize that it changed things. Your great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren, or even if you don't have children and don't want them, when we set these standards in our life, it affects everyone from the people we interact with at the supermarket to the people we work with in our jobs and careers. It's a chain link reaction of energy, of pioneering, of being unafraid to be yourself and to choose the road less traveled, right? So many people today feel stuck, feel stifled, feel muffled. That's no way to live. That's no way to live. We want to feel free. We want to not feel happy every day because that's just not going to happen. But we want to feel connected more days than not. We want to have so many good days under our belt that the inevitable cloudy, rainy day, metaphorically in life, doesn't weigh us down so much that we need antidepressants. We don't want to be so busy in such a whiplash culture of change, movement, here, there, errands, tasks, ah, that all of us question if we have ADD or ADHD. We want to be more connected to the seasons and the cycles because that 
This is the most potent healing medicine. And the only way that we can get there is by doing what we've never done. Right? And when we branch out and do what has never been done, it scares people who are safe in their routine and don't like change. And they are going to try and stop us because their basic human need of survival of things staying the same, why change what's not broken, will trigger them and scare them. And even more so, the people who set out on this journey, but the voice got too loud in their head and they turned around and said, fuck it, never mind, everyone's right, I need to go home and do it. They'll be jealous, they'll be insecure, they'll feel like, what the hell, mine didn't work, so therefore yours won't either. It is a battle, man. When you choose the road less traveled, you sign up for Hunger Games and you get dropped. But the reward for continuing on that path, no matter the weather, no matter the haters, lasts generations after generations, hundreds and hundreds of years. So consider this an open letter to the person who's choosing the path less traveled, to the person who is on the precipice of making the decision of saying, all right, everyone around me is going to freak out when I announce what I'm doing, who I'm with, where I'm going, but I don't care. Because this roar is like a lion running next to me. And it's saying that it's time to go. It's time to do this. It's The engines have turned on on the runway. And I'm ready to take off while everyone on the ground looks up, cupping their eyes because they're looking bright up at the light that is shining both above me and out of me. And thinking, what the hell? There they go. Because as soon as your plane takes off and you can no longer hear the loud sound of the jets, those people are going to be left there in the silence of the crickets around them and really take a good look at their own life. They may want to throw up tomatoes and rocks at your jet, but as soon as their arm gets tired and there's no more rocks left, they'll either pick them up and throw them at the next person that comes by that triggers them, or they'll stop and say, wait a second, I'm going to do that too. I think I can do that as well. If they can, I can chain reaction for the earth right thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of lightworkers lounge stephanie powers out i'll see you guys next week we've got some really incredible interviews lined up in fact i gotta go record one here in 10 minutes with a really special guest that i'm gonna try not to cry but it's gonna be a really good episode about animals i'll see you guys next week on the podcast Bye.